Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's episode, I have my friend Jordan Smith. He's somebody that I've known for many years and he's a really good friend of mine. He's making his own music, he's an artist, he's been writing his own songs and he's in the process of making an album slash EP. So check out his content when he releases it and check out his profile that I'll leave in my bio of this uh, podcast. But sit back, relax and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon, you know the game Keep on running, never end Getting better, make a man Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it Positivity, 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 Tune in Jordan, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, sound, mate. Long time no see. I know, it's been a while, hasn't it? Must be yeah, it has, yeah. <laughs> I think I last saw you in, like, Rock City or somewhere, in a nightclub somewhere. Yeah, probably a nightclub, mate. It's the first time I've my time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mint. But, um, but, no, I appreciate you coming on, mate. That's all good, mate. All good, man. But, uh, sorry, carry on. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've been working from home, so it's a manic one at the moment in the house. Yeah, yeah, what is it you uh you do for work at the minute and that? Uh, I work at a company called Shelby Finance, and it's literally oh, nice. just um, loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch departments to the collection side, so you can imagine how yeah, yeah. at the moment with everyone losing their jobs. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's all fun and games. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a crazy time in the minute, isn't it? Crazy, to be honest. I've never seen anything like this. Won't see anything like this again. But... What do you mean in terms of like your your work or just in general, like you know, you, like life is oh, what's just, going on. Just life. Like I think it's the first lockdown type of thing we've had to do since World War Two. So yeah, it's just crazy, like how people are getting on. Every conversation on the phone. Uh, for work, anyway, is literally about coronavirus. So it's yeah, a pretty crazy thing that's happened. 
Yeah, it is pretty mad. I mean, I think like I think I've like spoken about previously is like you know that we we don't usually have this this much downtime either. So I think that's a big shocker for you know everybody. Yeah, we, you know we're used to like going out, going to work, doing things. Yeah, you're used to um, you're used to going out and being able to do something to take your mind off things. But now you're at home. Um, there's a lot of time to think and. You know, obviously, a lot of people are positive, but I feel sorry for the people out there who don't have that positive side, you know? Like, mm. with mental health issues, and they've got to stay inside mm. and wallow on the thoughts because they rely on doing things to keep the mind off it. Mm. Mm. It's about doing other things, isn't it? You know? Like, um, even just writing. Like, I write a lot, music and stuff like that, so... Something to keep my mind off it, but I hope the other people are doing the same and keeping positive. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, it is hard for the you know, there's people out there who have got things going on, they've got you know, uh, mental with with their mental health, and they're used to going out and distracting themselves and doing certain activities. I think you know, the big ones are the gym, isn't it, as well? Yeah, um, not been able to go to gym for ages. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same boat as well. And uh, I mean, I, I I used to do CrossFit, and um, they they were still kind of doing classes and stuff, you know, whilst this was going off. Um, oh yeah. And I can't, you know, like, and that's like in classes with loads of people, and I was like, no, nah, no chance. Yeah, exactly. Not- I stopped going to the gym like for, you know, like two weeks before it closed because you just knew it was going to happen. It's not worth that worry, is it? You know, you can go for a run around the block for a quick 20 minutes or something. You don't need the anxiety of going to the gym and thinking, oh, have I just touched that weight and then, you know, everything else. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to... Like, because obviously people don't wash their hands in the gym. Oh, I've yeah. People, like, I've seen people, after they've gone to the toilet, not wash their hands in the gym. <sighs> not following that person around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not using that bench press for a while. Take some like Dettol wipes with you or something. Yeah, exactly. A brown stain on the weight, something like that. You don't want, <laughs> <laughs> don't want anything like that, do you? I'm not going to your gym, mate. If they're doing that, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No, it's just work out from home, really. I think. Yeah. It's just like. It's 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 difficult, you know. Once you get going and you're in that routine, it gets easier. And I think, like working out, um, I think any anything you do in life, if it's hard, then that's where that's where you grow, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, helps a lot of people um, get through a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, like it. Helps me personally because if I'm doing mm. nothing, then I'm just thinking all the time. Mm. Luckily, I've got back into obviously the music writing as well, so that yeah. that helps a lot. You just put a lot of emotion into that. Yeah. But, no, you've you've always done that since I've met since I've known you. Mm. Probably was. I was terrible back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I didn't do it for ages, and I started doing it again. Singing, got a new microphone on the way. Nice. New headphones, hopefully. 
um, get it all sorted, and I just need to work on the production side. And how yeah. Now, um, do something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's really good. Yeah, it's a positive move because um, I've been talking about it for for years, like you know, mm. like doing stuff like this, and then I got into it, and then stopped, got into it again, stopped, and now I'm just fully focused in on it. And I've got like people who do music at work as well, like who are in bands, and they've all said all oh, my stuff's good. So it's just about actually getting it done, having a product. Hmm. Mm. No, it's good, man. Oh, you you do great with that. And I wish you all the best. Which we do all right. Yeah, man. And just um, positivity. I like what you're doing with it. No, it's no. A positive thing. No, I really appreciate that. Mm. And you've been doing it for how long now? Uh, I did my first one, say, a couple of months ago, at least. Bounce, but I think it's like four months, three months, four months. Three, four months. And you've been making the most of it. Yeah, it's um, it. Do you know what it is? It's you know, it's probably like you with your music. I think. It's something you kind of have to do consistently. It's a bit like um, a bit of a muscle. You know, it's a bit like a muscle. It's um, if you don't do it for like a, a couple of weeks, it's a bit like you know hard get back on the saddle kind of thing. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, I completely understand. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of knowing where to find people who want to be on it um and and it's like you know not not being afraid and kind of having to go through the motions if that makes sense because starting anything starting anything there is scary yeah it is it's um having the confidence really because you could Mm. do it and then uh, well most people's thoughts in the back of their mind is you could do it and then someone could say oh you're terrible and then mm. if someone says that, you could knock your confidence back. But it's all about continuing with it, no matter what anyone says. Mm. Keep going, because practice mm. makes perfect. Yeah. And, like, you don't think... Like, Eminem got famous when he was 29, or something like that. Something silly, or 26. Like, something old anyway, older than what people are now getting famous. And oh, yeah. Just from... And he was like a cool. Well, he wasn't. I say the right skin color for the culture at the time. Um, he was in Detroit, he, wasn't he? As well. Yeah, exactly. And everyone just kept on like bullying him and telling him he's never going to make it because he's not mm. the right. Um, he's not the right image. Mm. But then look at him now. Yeah. There's millions and millions later. Mm. Everyone loving it, and his new album as well. Absolutely yeah. amazing album. So he's. Still doing it at 40, you know. <laughs> he doesn't even look that old either. He looks about 30. He's yeah, like he looks 50. like... Looks like what I hope to look like when I'm his age. Yeah. <laughs> 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 at least I'm a full set of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done really well. Like, um, I saw a documentary on Netflix about um, music. I can't remember what it was called. And they it was with Dr. Dre. And Dr. Mm. Dre said that um, somebody mentioned Eminem to Dr. Dre and said, you need to check this guy out. And uh, he kind of had a meeting with him 
and he went back to his studio and uh, Eminem had like his, uh, I think he had his mixtape with him or something. And uh, Dr. Dre threw on that, you know, the real Slim Shady. He put on that yeah. that beat and Eminem just started spitting bars and he was like, you know, shit, I need to record this. And he recorded it. And he said, I think he made an album, but he made that song within like an hour or two. And then he was like, you know, I'm going to have to sign this guy. He's pretty amazing. But he kind of put, Dr. Dre kind of put his career on the line recruiting it. Because a lot of people were saying, don't, you know, don't, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And he's always made good decisions, hasn't he? Like, oh, yeah. He brought Snoop Dogg into the scene. And ever since then, he's just rose and rose. And he's even finding people nowadays. Well, he found, was it him or Eminem? Like, who brought Kendrick into the limelight? It was, uh, I think it was Dr. Dre. It was Dr. Dre because that was in the documentary. Yeah, because he produced a good kid, Mad City, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and featured on the song on the Matt Kendrick. Well, that's all it takes, isn't it? It's just being recognised and noticed and it's keep, you know, keep on, keep on doing whatever keep it is grinding, you're doing. Yeah. Keep on grinding, like, I think before, well, maybe during that time, Kendrick was doing songs like The Lonely Island, stuff like that. So, nice. <clears throat> yeah, one of my favourite songs of The Lonely Island, like, is Yolo. So, I'll take a listen to it, but it's, um, yeah, he's Kendrick, like the different music styles he's done as well, I just think is really good, because he came in as this like hard rapper, and then he did... Pimper Butterfly, was it? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Pimper Butterfly. And like that, that album was like, a bit different to what he was used to. And then he brings out Damn, which is completely different. Yeah, I, I le- I've got a lot of his albums on my uh, I'm his music. Like when I'm driving, I play, I play his music. And um, I like the style of his intros, his skits. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the, the intros to his songs, like where it's just audio, uh, audio like talking. And then, the, and then the song that goes into it, it just blends in so well with the music, and it just sets like a vibe. It's it's like nothing else. Yeah, it's very um, what's the word? In, inspirational, motivational. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Especially with what he says at the beginning, especially in Pimper Butterfly, because he says the same thing in a lot of songs, like talking. I forgot what it is, but he says one part of it in one song. At the beginning or at the end. Something about being conflicted, doesn't he? He says something about being yeah. conflicted. Um, it's like a, I don't know if it's religious or not. Mm. But it's, it... like, it's a recurring thing through the album because he always brings up that little quote that he's saying, but longer parts of it throughout the album. Yeah. Which is really clever. And it gets people thinking, you know? Yeah, it's quite deep. Mm. Um, you know, he's done well to say, you know, to say where he's come from. And, you know, like, especially you know, ethnic minorities and everything in America and how, you know, those areas, you know, being in those areas, I mean, yeah, you know, the police and... And, yeah, it's, it's all about the grind as well. Like, mm. I can imagine 10 years ago he was in a place where he was thinking, is this going to work? And then 10 years in the future, mm. he's worldwide superstar, you know. Look at... Mm. But one person's story who always like inspires me is Ed Sheeran, because yeah, like from go- going from sofa surfing to being the biggest selling artist in the world, 
and everything he does gets number one. All he releases an album and it's in the top ten all the songs. I'm like, what? Yeah, he he's got his own restaurant as well. His own restaurant. I saw on uh, the internet that since this crisis happened, he's paying his is he's paying one hundred percent of his fans' wages. That's mad. That's I mean, he's got the money to do it. Yeah, but um, but not a lot. Of <laughs> but yeah, he he's taking care of his stuff. I don't know where his rest- restaurant is. It's probably in London somewhere. Yeah. Um, but no, he's done well. Like you said, if you've got a dream and you've got passion and you've got this ambition. Um, and you know that that drive and that energy towards you know whatever your craft is, you know you need to listen to that and follow it. And it's not you know it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not um, you know if you're lucky. Do you know what I mean it, it might? Yeah, but... well sometimes it's who you know in it, but like when you work so hard towards something and actually mm. keep going at it, then you are going to get recognised. I mean. Mm. Ed Sheeran again did 300 and something shows in a year before he was famous. Like, yeah, I, I saw that old video. I don't know if you've seen it, like Nando Skank, and he's with Example. <laughs> that was amazing. That was what, what a video that was. Just... And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, because they're both street fans, he... aren't they? And... Yeah, and it's. I think that's what like set him off a bit. Yeah, well, they helped each other because they did a few songs together. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember them doing quite a few songs together. But like Ryan's songs, I don't think they recorded anything much together. Yeah. Other than like Game Over when he was on that. So. Got remember that. Game Over. What's that? I remember like. Um, Having the Motorola flip flowing and being like, "Oh, can you Bluetooth me that song?" <laughs> yeah, the um, the Sony Ericsson Walkman. That was the that was the phone that everyone had. Like, oh, I loved it. And you'd have the um, SD card that had like sixty four gigs. So you had to Bluetooth the songs to each other. <laughs> SD cards cost more than the fucking phone. Yeah, now and nowadays you get a phone already with like two hundred gig in it, and it's. Crazy to think how much technology is advanced. You know, everything's just advancing, even viruses. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the world is advancing and technology is advancing. Like, Mm. you know, ever so fast. I mean, you think of, um, you know, I said was on about when was it school? You know, flip flip phones with Bluetooth. Um, You know, there's no Instagram really back then. Uh, There was no. LinkedIn, I don't think there was no. Yeah, it was all MySpace, Bebo, MSN Messenger, Pinterest, Pinterest, yeah. All that back in the day, and how it's proceeded. I remember MySpace, like you'd have your your favorite song on the front page. Yeah. (laughs) Or you'd have your mates who were um, like grime MCs in school. Yeah. And they'd have their songs on their page. And then everyone just like so damn like. With music, anyway, because that was a really good music back then, I think. Mm. But now you've got SoundCloud, and now I think a lot of people use SoundCloud now. I used to love SoundCloud before I started doing um, adverts. Yeah, people do still use it. I saw um, there's an artist called Mr. Traumatic. He, put, he puts yeah. his music on SoundCloud. Um, what? Um, 
Chris Brown does. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of unreleased songs that he puts on there. Well, I think as well, it's it's kind of organic traffic. You kind of not having to promote it and pay to promote it. You can just upload something onto it and you get, you know, traffic and views on it, you know, organically without having, having to invest money into it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can, you can just put it on there and people from all over will listen to it. So that's kind of like YouTube. Mm. Obviously, you put a video on YouTube and people all over will watch it. Hopefully, anyway. Depends on how mm. good you are making the videos. But... Well, I think, like, um, you know, it's, it's important. Like, some people put content out there and they'll put loads and loads of content out. Whereas some people will kind of perfect it and kind of make it good. You know, um, but it, it person to listen to it or watch it and think, you know, this, this is pretty good and get in touch with somebody and they just, you know, by putting things out there and on the on the web, it just open up opens up loads of connections. Yeah, it does, yeah. And there's a lot of new things now, you know, like LinkedIn. You said, and you use that. Yeah, have you have you used that? Have you have you um, looked at at that much? No, I haven't seen it that much. I haven't really used it, but um, I'd like to start using it because I know it's a good way to connect with people in the same area that you're in. Yeah. As well. No, completely. I mean, I'd highly recommend it to anybody. Um, yeah, I think a few years ago it was just kind of like an app or platform that you use to look for jobs. Um, yeah. Since Microsoft purchased it, it's kind of changed a little bit. And you can connect with people. You know, there's hashtags, there's you can look for jobs. But it's you haven't got all that uh, BS that you have with Facebook or Instagram. Um, people are there to help you. People are there to connect with you. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's kind of and there's there's quite a lot of yeah. A lot of people use it at the minute. Yeah, it's a it's a way to um like build relationships in it, you know. Yeah, that's um like. It's not. Yeah, one second. Just lagging on here. Um, yeah, you you want to build relationships all the time, and if you have something there that can actually help you, mm. then you should always use that. Mm. Um, like there's a lot more like connectivity in the world. Obviously, back when we were young, like in school, you'd have to. Um, like you'd have you put ten pound on your phone. Oh Christ! Oh my God! Hundred text. <laughs> I and like a, a text would cost ten p. Now you have unlimited text. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it is insane. I mean, I I remember having a page go uh, SIM card, and I remember I remember putting on ten pounds, and it would go within like four days. If you went on to the web browser, you'd have like four pounds credit left. Yeah. And I, I remember like I was on O two and if you if you ran out of credit 
I remember, was it text, text messages were 10 pence each? I think it was. Yeah. And I remember if you ran out of credit from O2, you could borrow a, borrow a pound. So yeah. you'd borrow a pound and they'd be like, you need to pay it back next week. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't, I'd forget and I'd put 15 pounds on my phone and I'd have like three pounds left because I'd racked up a bill of like 12 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Just borrowing them pounds, and it's literally what a pound's ten pence. Oh, and, and like we used to, what was it back in the MSN, MSN Messenger? That used to be the go-to. But if someone was on the, if someone got a phone call, that's it. Internet gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is amazing because like MSN, like you'd make sure because you'd, you'd always get a webcam chat on MSN as well. Yeah. Won't be anything, especially to a girl you're talking to. <laughs> like, you do that webcam chat just like to see each other because you can't see each other any other way. But um, gosh, <laughs> yeah, you go on that and then you'd be like, right, mum, you're not gonna get any phone calls, are you? <laughs> <laughs> phone rings, you're like, God, oh no. Just again. Oh, uh, I think nowadays you can do that on your phone, like, and I love that. Like, I love how much connectivity there is, but there's also a downside to that, which is a lot of people like to spend time indoors now and not see each other. Mm. Which is, and I like that face-to-face contact, like, um, seeing each other in person. Sitting at a table, you know, going out for a drink, yeah, or going out for a meal, like sitting down, talking, actually having a conversation, because there's only so much you can say over text, and it's unfortunate because like we were brought up, go outdoors, play football, do that, and I used to love that, and like you you go, oh right, we're gonna meet at the park at this time, if you didn't turn up at that time then that's your own fault. Mm, mm, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you didn't have any other way to connect to each other. You would knock on your mate's door. Oh, it's, it's Billy coming out. You know? Yeah. And nowadays it's like, you can do so much with your phone that a lot of kids, and even like, you know, Playstations and computers, like everything, and Xboxes, everything's building up. Um feels like a lot of people are just concentrated on that like you know, staring at a tv screen mm-hmm. and like i get it because it's like a reality that's not your reality mm. like you're escaping but at the same time you do need that interaction with others yeah if you know what i mean no, no i completely agree and i think as you know like you said when we used to go to the park and play football like having a mobile phone was a luxury i mean i remember yeah. not every kid had a mobile phone and i think if you did um you know it was like amazing and i remember like one of our old friends who um we used to play football with he had like sony erickson he had the speakers he plugged into his phone and he'd blast out music mm. And like, yeah, those are the days. and like now, everyone's got a phone. I've, I've I've been driving down the road and I've seen kids who look about ten years old and they've got like an Apple smartphone and they're like, 
or they're on yeah exactly they're on TikTok or yeah. Snapchat and Starbucks like joking about <laughs> and I'm like what is going on yeah and all they want for Christmas is a new iPad or something like that you know a new piece of technology which is good like it's good that we've got that accessibility in our lives yes um, no doubt about it but it's about how you use it and you know when we used to go out and go down to the park and stuff like that we built up a lot of our um social people, people skills as well um, yeah yeah a lot of social skills you'd pick up from that because you could just see what people are like in person but nowadays there's a lot of stuff online where people are just going to stay online hmm. and um, you can't really pick up a personality from that yeah you can have a laugh and a joke and you can be funny over message. I'm funny over message. I think I'm funny over message than I am in person. Mm. But um, there's just like a lot of um, we're so connected that we're disconnected. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. You don't have that. Yeah. Um, you don't have that time away from each other. You know, like back in the day, you'd have a girlfriend in the school or whatever. Mm. Or even older people would have a girlfriend and they wouldn't be able to talk to him as much, which made it, I think it made relationships a lot better back in the day because mm. you'd have so much to talk about when you saw each other. Like, relationships I've had, we text all the time, we see each other, and then it's like, what do we talk about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> but, that's what life is, unfortunately. But, it's not not a bad thing i think it, like you said yeah, I, I think like you said it's about balance and i think too much of anything is bad and it's about how you use it like you said it's about balance and it's about like kind of time being sensible and timing yourself and not spending too long on that game or that app or you know it's about just being mindful of how much time you're putting into these apps um, and, and you know your phone even records your screen time now so you can go on your phone like mine does yeah. and it says you've been on this app for four hours and you're like whoa okay <laughs> like, yeah it happens to me I've been watching mine's gone up a lot more yeah it's especially, I think especially now because you know we're indoors so you know it's kind of un- that's kind of understandable but sometimes when you're subconsciously kind of just going through life and you're just kind of scrolling through videos you know that your time and your energy and your focus is going into that. And there are yeah, that's true. other things that you, your time, energy and focus could be going into. You know, we could be reading books. We could be, I know books aren't for everyone. You know, not everyone likes reading books. But, you know, there are a lot, a lot of things out there where we can, you know, kind of benefit ourselves and do something positive. I think if you're watching like TED videos, TED Talks videos or... You, you know, you're watching things that are educational, then that's great. I mean, I like watching videos and funny stuff on YouTube and Netflix. We all do. But it's that balance. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you have to have a balance. And I think we're lucky that we have this technology in a time like this. Oh, yeah. With what's going on in the world. Because um, we can still connect. Like, we can record a podcast now. Yeah, it's amazing. One of that 10 years ago. <laughs> Ten years ago, when we were sixteen years old, oh, the joys! 
How old are you now? So I was, I'm 26 now, mate. I turned 26 last Monday, wasn't it? Monday just gone. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same birthday as us. Nice. I can't believe that. Would... Yeah, I can't believe we have the same birthday. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine, mate. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, my headphones just turned off for some reason, so... Nice, um... sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, I met Aaron when we were what, 16? I think I met you at the same time. Yeah. yeah 16 years old. To think how far we've come in 10 years. Mm. How much changed. It is, it is insane. I mean, I think as well, like, you kind of not lose touch, but like, I've always kind of messaged, you know, you guys every so often, see how things are, or I've seen you when I've come down to Nottingham. And, yeah. But, some people, you think you're going to always talk to them, like especially at school with friends. You think, you know, these people are going to be my friends for life. And then some people, you don't hear anything from them. Or you see, well, I mean, you might see yeah. them and, you know, bump into them somewhere. And you're like, damn, I haven't seen you in <laughs> 10 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I keep seeing um, Jordan on the bus, you know, Jordan Jones. Yeah. I keep seeing him on the bus on the way home from work. Well, not now, but... Um, like before all this happened, and we'd just be chilling and talking like um, nothing had happened. You know, like, ten years hasn't gone. Yeah. But, um, like, I don't speak to anyone from school now. Like on a personal level, maybe I speak to Jordan sometimes, but that's it. Mm. Like, there's a lot mm. of new friends I've made that aren't even from close to me. Like Hocknell is where my closest friends from. Mm. And then obviously Alan's my other closest friend, so it's like. I've got someone on my doorstep and there's the one all the way in Hucknall where I have to get a tram for an hour. Yeah. Like, it's mm. a journey. It's a good journey. But it's good. Like, I like meeting new people. Which yeah. Is why, like, I love it when I'm at work and new people come in because we was, like, at stage last year, you know, we bought the Financial Conduct Authority and there's hmm. a lot of PPI claims going out. I don't know if you remember that. Like you get a text yeah, I get a lot of those phone calls. Yeah, claim for PPI. So there's a lot of those going out about loans. And hmm. Obviously, I work for a loan company. And all we got was an affordability complaint after affordability complaint. And it got to a stage where the FCA said, right, you've got to pay out the financial conduct authority. Uh, it said you've got to pay out $20 million. And uh. the company like, whoa, no, because they're an American company. They've got loads of money from businesses in America, so they mm. so they cut ties like cut ties with us and sold us to a different company, which is Shelby Finance, which is what our work as now. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any new people in the workplace for about a year, so it was like seeing the same faces. Yeah, I get on with everyone, but mm. I even used to say to them, "I'm getting bored of you now. I need some <laughs> I need some new people." And it weren't just that because I was trying to build up my um leadership skills um, mm. and to do that you've got to be able to help people fair enough I used mm. to help everyone anyway but now I've got new people in like even now at home I won't even be working and I'll still get messages on everyone like I'm in a different department now I switched mm-hmm. switched on Wednesday the day we started working from home switched departments to a whole new thing and I was like oh nice net. like mm. where's my manager <laughs> I need help 
But yeah. Um, yeah, power through it. Uh, but even people in the new department always ask me for help, and like the old department are still messaging me all the time. And it's good. It's good to know that you can help because I like helping people. I like to be in a a leader's role. Um, mm. And I was on a leadership development plan, um, but then I switched departments because I was like, well, I want to develop my skills like in other areas before I become a leader. And so I'm like, hoping to stay in this department for a while and then go on that leadership course again and mm. hopefully um, become a manager after that, really. That's what I want mm. to be anyway. Hopefully it's um, all put in place for me, but I've just got to keep going towards that leadership plan. There's going to be a lot of new people starting after this career. And it's over mm. and done with. Mm. Could be a few months. Could be a few months, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's testing times. And I think we'll come out of it stronger. And, mm. uh, yeah, I think we're going to come out of it stronger anyway. Um, a lot of people are going to, like, wallow for the time being. But then they'll mm. find things to do that they didn't think of doing at home before. Like, mm. A lot of people normally just do the same thing at home. They don't spend much time at home. Um, so they'll watch a Netflix series and then go up. <laughs> go out whatever um so they'd only spend a little bit of time at home because mm. um, obviously you spend most of your time at work don't you um mm. so you're always building up that them social skills at work as well especially with a job like ours because we're always on the phone always talking to new people so you've got to learn to mirror people and uh, have that personality to make someone stay better i guess mm. Even if they're in a bad place, like at the moment, I feel sorry for people at the moment. Like, especially if they've got a loan with us, they're calling up saying I can't afford it. But luckily, we've got a plan in place where we put it on hold for two months, which is really good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they put that in place because it wouldn't feel um very moralistic not putting something like that in place because yeah, I mean, yeah, something like this is like a tornado coming through and it's kind of you know out of our control and you know if you if you've lost your job and you can't work and you've got no income coming in then how the hell are you meant to manage your debts without our debits and vice versa yeah exactly like i i've had to phone you know or email a few uh companies that you know i've got dollar debits with and i'm like look you know can't really afford it yeah yeah it's a you know, crazy time mm. why is but it like, you know like sorry hmm? What I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, um, what is it you do nowadays? Well, work-wise, I, yeah. I was kind of working. I've kind of always worked in hospitality okay. for many years since I was sixteen in hotels, restaurants, bars. Yeah. Um, in like when I was in Nottingham, and then came down to Cornwall, and then I, I was going to join the military, so I went down that phase. Oh yeah. And then I was training towards that, and then I changed my mind wasn't for me and then I kind of felt like you know hotels down here restaurants and then worked in retail like clothes shops oh yeah kind of in between those two and then I did I tried university went to university and then I didn't really want a career in the course I tried yeah so I moved back to Cornwall where my family are yeah and then kind of fell back into hospitality and then whilst I was doing that, I kind of fell into like, you know, like coaching, personal development. 
and kind of you know kind of moving more towards you know this kind of field really yeah you've always That's worked what... with people yeah and i love working with people like yourself i love connecting with new people i like pushing out my comfort zone you know and being around people really i think you know like you're probably like an extrovert like me so you're energized by being around people you're energized by connecting with people yeah exactly like i like um groups as well like with one person yeah i'll, I'll have a laugh with anyone you know i'll get on with anyone like as you mm. know like i don't care what mm. i don't care who a person is as long as they're to me like respectful and mm. like we click then that's fine we can have a laugh but like, I like big groups. Like I like different opinions and um, mm. just different, like yeah, different opinions. I like different inputs. And like you know, with humor as well. When you have a big mm. group of people, like there's always someone who's gonna pull in that little joke and say something that's gonna make you absolutely crack up. Yeah, it's just it's we just, had house yeah. party, didn't we? <clears throat> Yeah, house party. Who's Connor's? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Connor's house party. Remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good times. Ten lads and two girls. You <laughs> 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 with that. The girls. Oh man. Nah. And we always used to be like, "Go on, let's get some girls." Because now yeah. we don't care. We don't care about that stuff nowadays. <laughs> but back then, you know, like boyfriend, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like one of us at the party was only talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was crazy. Those are crazy times. They were. Think about it. Were good times, though. They were good times. I, I had a good time. I'm sorry, let my dog in. Oh, yeah. Hello. Um. Yeah, it was good times, and um. The thing is, you kind of like now. You know, that's before we was like proper adult, really. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, phone bill or certain things. You know, we kind of, you know, I think we've matured a lot since then. And uh, you kind of, you know, upon reflection, you look back, you know, you can kind of see how far you've grown. Um, yeah, I can see, definitely see how much I've grown as a person. But then I used to be an yeah. idiot. <laughs> I was an idiot for years. <laughs> and then one day I just picked up on... What was well? In, I say I say improve myself. I improve myself in my image. Like I don't mm. I don't care so much what other people think anymore. Um, yeah, which I think is a good thing to have because if you care too much about what people think, like going back to social media, um, mm, mm. thought about likes and stuff like that. Like if a girl don't get a hundred likes on a photo, she's depressed because or a guy. He, Guy or girl, like it's not based on just gender, but um, like someone doesn't get a hundred likes on the photo, they think, "Oh shit, I'm not popular anymore." And mm. there was one thing that I picked up on it. What was it I was watching? Believe it or not, I was watching that High School Musical series. You know, that new one. Yeah. That. And they picked on something like that. There's one kid who's a popular kid, and then he starts doing something different on social media, like talk confessing about things he's done, and then someone says he's cancelled. And like he gets hardly mm. any likes, and he's depressed about it. And mm. it's like, like that's what I think. 
a lot of kids nowadays are brought up on popularity, which is um like well the groups they're in. Like I think they care about being popular too much, or they care about what people think of them on the internet. You shouldn't really care yeah. about that, to be honest. Like, yeah, fair enough. If you're going for something actually that you need to do through the internet, you know, like music and um, anything like that, like anything you're doing online, that's to further yourself. Yeah, care about what people think. Change yourself in a way that's going to um, improve your view to others. But you know, when you're just taking a picture and um, you don't get that many likes and then you're concentrating too much on what you look like on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, what is it? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people now think they're ugly, who are beautiful people, which is, which really annoys me. Like, because back in, but then it shows a humble side to them as well. Mm. But I don't like people who have been degraded into that space, you know? Like, I don't mm. like it when that's happened because they can be a beautiful person, but then say, oh, no, I'm nothing. I'm not. I'm not anything. I'm mm. ugly. I'm ugly. And you're like, oh, come on. And then the state's mm. looking like, shut up. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think a lot of stuff could be um, improved upon. But I think that's just with um, social groups nowadays. Like, it's who you hang around with. Like, you don't see some people getting bothered about it. But then you see some people who are on social media all the time. And mm. that's just their life. Like they live their life um, as they want it, but it's also living life through a screen. I'm all for mm. people living life however they want it, but when they're living it through a screen and care so much about what other people think, they forget themselves as a person and they become someone mm. they're not. And I think everyone just needs to have that individuality and just show off who they really are. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I think that's mm. a really, that'd be a really positive thing to see the world do. And I think, you know, with this lockdown happening, I think a lot of in, individuality is going to come through. They they aren't mm. in the eyes of people all the time now. Yeah, they're going to be on social media. Everyone's going to be on social media now. Um, mm. But they're going to pick up their own traits because they're not around people all the time anymore. Mm. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, of course. I think, you know, I completely agree with what you just said. And with social media and likes mm. and how the world is, you know, society is moving at such a fast pace where we rely on... The thing is, that's one of the key components of this, is that mm. we rely on instant gratification. We, we want quick results... You know, you can go on YouTube, press play, you can watch a video within seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of impatience. Yeah, people want those likes straight away. They want to upload a picture. It's an an addiction. It is an addiction. Yeah, it's just a... Oh, what's it called? Dopamine, oxytocin, and... um, Dopamine, oxytocin. Um, There's another one as well. And, you know, it releases the feel-good hormone. Yeah, um, in your brain, in your body, when you get likes, when you get a night, when you get a text message off somebody, it makes you feel good. And people 
are addicted to these platforms. They're addicted to the likes. They're addicted to the comments of people yeah. saying, you are amazing. And, you know, people rely on that. And if people don't, I've seen it before. If people don't get certain likes, if they don't get 50 likes or 100 likes on a photo, they might delete it. Mm. You know, if you truly love the picture or the content that you put out, the amount of likes you get shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter. If you truly love that picture you've done or edited or whatever it is, you know, you do it for yourself and you think to yourself, you know, this is good. It's not about thinking, you know, it's not hard to fall into that trap of thinking about how other people think of you. Yeah. And I think that's half the problem is that people's people are making other people's opinions about them become their reality. That's true. And you should always, you should always do it for yourself and no one else. Like you could, people are concentrating on doing things to other people. Like so other people will pick up on it and say, Oh yeah, that's amazing. You look amazing. And mm. Um, they're not concentrating on like who they are and they'll release something that isn't them when they have a picture that is them which is better but they won't they won't release that because then they think that they won't get as many likes yeah and um but i guess that's like us being older not having that technology when we was younger um yeah we don't understand it as much like I get we was like 16 when it all started advancing. Um, but we don't, I don't think we get it as much as the people who have grown up with it their whole lives. Like the kids that are yeah. 18 now, like they've had everything their whole life from the PlayStation 1 onwards. Yeah. We, we kind of came from like the, you know, the millennial, you know, millennials. We, we came from, we're part of that. Um, not tribe, but we're kind of in that area, really. Millennials. Yeah, millennials. So, I say maybe Gen X. Like the um, like years before the millennials, maybe. Because like the internet was kind of you know kind of just picking up when we we when we were growing up. Whereas kids today, they're born into it. The internet, it's all kind of already going on. You know, like I've worked in restaurants, and I don't mind people using technology, but. When you're in a nice location or in a restaurant, you know, don't go on your phone. Limit, like your phone. I've seen people when I've been a, a waiter or working on a bar, mm. people on phones and they're not really talking to the person they live. And they're distracted by, you know, what's going on on their phone. And it's sad because, you know, like living in the moment and like what you said, meeting people and being around people, their, their life experiences yeah. in their moments. Yeah, exactly. And go out somewhere, and your your partner's on the phone for fifteen minutes, and you're you're paying for that meal. You're in a nice place. You want to spend time talking to them. You can go on the phone at any any other time of the day or the week. You know that's that's what I think. You know, like moments and life experiences are important. Yeah, it's like you know when you're going on a date nowadays. Like, I'd say, yeah, nowadays going on a date, people are on the phones. Like, I've been on dates where the girl's on the phone, and I'm like, 
What's this one? Or she showed me, like, or she's like, oh, look at this funny video on the phone. And I'm like, well, I want to connect with you, you know? Like, yeah, I want to know you as a person, um, mm. which is why, like, I find it hard to connect with um, people like that nowadays because I like to actually speak to the person, not through a medium that's going to, um, well, yeah, a medium like... Yeah, a medium that's going to bridge the gap. Like you want to actually, if you're going to be compatible with someone, you've got to be comfortable in their company. And I think a lot of people have become so comfortable um, because they've got the phone all the time. And I think yeah, it, it keeps them in that comfortable place. Like even like you say, people in the restaurant on the phone, I think it's because they're most comfortable on the phone. But I always make a deal out of like not having phones at dinner tables or not having phone at a restaurant like out we'll put our phones in the middle of the table and put it on like do not disturb so like we don't get anything any notifications no distractions and we just enjoy each other's yeah. company and I, I and i think that's a good way forward especially for friends like because Jeez. a lot of friends will become disconnected um through technology yeah but it's, it's just it's the um it's the world nowadays and it's about growing into the world we're in um and no. yeah so i just lost my chain of thought no no no, no, no. Yeah, no i completely agree it's you know it's important and i think i feel exactly the same and i think you know we can all be guilty of it sometimes you can i mean i can do it sometimes i can go on my phone you know when I'm at the dinner table sometimes and I'm like, you know what, no, I shouldn't I should put it put it to one side. Yeah, we've we've all been guilty of it, haven't we? Um, but yeah. But like yeah, we have. And I think, you know, like you said, if you go on a date or something like that, or you're going for a meal, if someone goes on their phone if you're on a date, you know, getting to know somebody, it kind of makes you subconscious subconsciously makes you feel like you're not important. It makes you feel like that phone is more important than you yeah it does and I've had a lot of that in like you know like past relationships where a girl's on the phone all the time but then I've been guilty of it where I've been on my phone and I guess it's finding that um, middle ground like between technology and people because um, like yeah I say in my past relationship my most recent one I'd be on my PlayStation all the time. She'd be watching YouTube videos. And it's like... Oh, we In the to... same room? Yeah. Um, I guess it's because we got so used to each other's company. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're not really spending quality time together. You're just... Yeah. There on that screen. It's not, um, it's not the best... It's not the best situation to put yourself in, really. Like... Mm. You want to connect with people on a personal level, as you say. And mm. if you're spending too much time concentrating on uh, your technology, your phone, your PlayStation, like I, I got to a point where I had to start going out again because I, I never used to go out when I was in a relationship. And mm. then I used to go. Then I started going out like once a month and two weeks and every month because 
I just got bored. Yeah. And it was driving me crazy being in with someone. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll spend the night with you. And then she's like, oh, no, you go out. Go out, do what you want. And even, like, that person saying that, I'm like, oh, do you not want to spend time with me? We've already organised this. And, hmm. like, it just... I guess that, that drove us apart because we didn't really speak um, as much, which is weird because hmm. we were living together. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, we didn't speak as much when we were living together, but when we weren't living together, we spoke all the time. And everything was better. Mm. Like I used to see her twice a week, and then we start living together, and that's when things start going downhill. But you live and you learn, mm. which I've learned a lot from that time, and it's made me into the person I am today. And I wouldn't ever mm. say a bad word about that person either. No, no, that's no, that's great, Jordan. And that's it's how you, like you said, it's how you grow, and you, you know, if you don't try these things, if you don't take a risk. Like, like, you know, in life, you know, there's risks that we take all the time. And, you know, like moving in with someone, having a relationship, you know, it's a, and doing what you did, you know, it's a risk. And you have to try it out. And it's how you grow. And it's how you learn from experiences. Yeah. And, you know, you you can reflect back on that. And, you, you know, when you meet the next person and vice versa, you, you know, you won't, probably won't make, certain decisions that you did in the past because mm. you know it's just how we work and it takes faith it takes it takes guts to, to make certain decisions in life but that's you know that's you know I think it's important to do that because if you don't make certain decisions you're not going to know and you don't want those regrets for not taking those decisions yeah exactly and I think what well, we came to the decision to not be together together, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's a very mutual thing. And then, ever since then, obviously at first it was shit, I'm not going to lie, but can I swear on you? So. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to like, yeah, but you've got to like, you know, look after yourself. And you, you both, got you've got to be happy for the other person. You've got to be happy. You know, you can't. I've into words. You've got to look after your happiness. You can't be like if, if that other person's not happy. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't hold them back. Yeah, you've got to let them do what they're going to do, and they've got to do the same to you. There's no point being in something, being unhappy for the sake of being in a relationship and being attached to someone because that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, that's what it became like for us as well. I think it was just there for the sake of it and because we were all we knew. I think, what, a year and a half? It's not even that long, a year and a half, like, we were together. So, mm. but we still only knew each other and I remember, like, going on my first date after, like, a few months after and I was the most awkward person ever. You know, <laughs> trying to get back into the scene, I was like, uh, "So, what are we talking about?" Yeah. It's it's one of the I find it one I find it one of the hardest things. Mm. Like in in my past, I was in a relationship for three and a half years. It's a long time. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then um, when you when you're not when you haven't dated for a while and stuff, you just like learning to walk. Yeah. I felt it was like 
I was like yeah. feeling anxious, and I was like, God, I haven't felt like this for yeah, for ages. But you don't realise what it's like, do you? And then you're like Bambi on ice. Yeah, no, <laughs> completely. Yeah, but you know, you just got to go through those motions, and I think you know, if you you've got to, I think there's no, there are no wrong decisions in life. Oh, no. I think you've got to have really bad experiences sometimes to know who you are, know what it is you want, you know, who you want to be with. You kind of, you have different relationships, different experiences, and you're like, I don't want that. And then when you when you finally meet that person, it just all kind of clicks. It's, 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 it's just so, it's really weird, but it's kind of amazing, you know, and... Yeah, you know, like you don't realize it till you've got it. Like, you know, and for everything for a reason, you know, you appreciate certain things. There's a lot of people out there, like people I know, girls I know, who go, "Oh, men are trash," because they've had bad experiences. And I always say to me, "You've not found the right man yet, or you've been going for the wrong man." And they're like, "Oh no, men are this, this, that," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, women can be trash." You know, like it's not. Gender specific, anyone can be a piece like trash, you know what I mean? And it's about learning from those people that were treated you like garbage and learning what you actually want from someone instead of mm. going with the flow, basing it on looks. Because a lot of the time I've based it on what a girl looks like, and then I meet them in person and they're the driest person I've met. and that's when I stopped talking to him, unfortunately. But there's a, um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, like, there's a lot of um, people out there who are going to base things on, um, like, relationships. They'll base it on where someone's social standing is, where, um, what they look like. Yeah. Like, they want someone with the right image instead of having someone with the right personality. And mm. that's why I think a lot of the time things don't work out. They'll, they'll stay together for a long time and then realise they're not actually happy. They were just happy with what mm. they saw. Like judging a book by its cover. Um, mm. Like you judge it and you think, wow, this looks amazing. And then you read the book mm. and it's the worst book you've read in your life. And the, the different thing as well, like, you look at a book and you go, oh, it's a bit drab. But then you get <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> look at the book and you're like, oh, don't really want that. But then you actually um, read the book and you think, wow, this is amazing. And that's what it's like with people. Mm. Gonna... Uh, mm. Yeah, you can look at someone and go, mm, like, do I really want that? And then you go, and then you get to know it. Wow, this person's actually amazing. Like, this is someone I could spend my yeah. life with. If you know what I mean? Yeah, no, completely. And I think people have said to me, um, I've never been in a relationship and lived, moved in with my partner. I've never, I've never done that. But I've, you know, I've gone on holiday. Like, um, like me and my girlfriend recently went went to France. Yeah. I think about a week and you know like when you you spend time with that person it's kind of like a little test in some way and 
you kind of get a feel for that person and you see more of that person and that person sees more of you and you kind of realize if you know you can be with that person like if it's not you know life's a test and you know relationships can be challenging a bit of a test but you've got to it's all you know it's a lot of gauging with the energy you have with that person that rapport it's not all about no, looks it's, it's about you know personality and you know you've really got to tune into that person and what you give out you know has yeah. to come back to you but it's that yin and that yang it's that 50 50 it's 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 trust it's communication communication is one of the most key things you know foundations in relationship in listening yeah. You know, don't argue over text. Don't say things over text. You know, talk about it over the phone. Meet in person. Talk on FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. You want to get to know someone in person, even on FaceTime, like you say. Like, a lot of my stuff, you know, since coronavirus has happened, Friday night, um, we had a Monopoly yeah. night on PS4. Um, Sorry, what, have you got yeah, a Monopoly game on PS4? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I got it um, last week, and me, me, Scott, Aaron, Connor, and Matt were playing it, and Butler. Well, after yeah, jumping out with you guys, one night, a few drinks, and just like had a laugh together. It was really good to do something like that through something like this, and and then Saturday night is my nice. birthday tomorrow, so I'll meet Alex, and we just did a FaceTime party, yeah. and yeah. Oh, nice. It was funny because we were playing cards against. No, what was we playing? Not cards against humanity. We were playing Jackbox. If you've ever heard of that, and that party app. Mm. We were just playing that all night and just having a laugh on um, oh, yeah. time all night, and it was like so refreshing because we're like we're used yeah. to going out all the time. We go out like nearly every week, so we're used to just getting drunk together in each other's company and then going out to town, losing each other, and. It's good to actually have that time yeah. to actually. I weren't that sober. I had a few drinks, but you know, be sober all together yeah. and just connect. Yeah, just relax. Nice and relaxing. Yeah, and we're gonna save a lot of money as well through this, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, for people who can save in this situation or getting paid, you know, it's it's great. I mean, for a lot of, yeah, you know, a lot of people. I feel, I feel, um, I feel bad for the people who have lost their jobs and aren't getting the wages that they used to get. Um, and I always, like, have, like, obviously on the phone at work, I always have to say um, like positive for them and just wish yeah. the best on them. And... I've got to give like 110% on every phone call because there's a lot of people out there now who aren't in the best place because they've lost a job. And yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, like, with that, you know, I'm in that mm. same kind of field, to be honest. I, I was working for a clothing company and then we had all that bad weather and all the floods. And where I live you know, is very, very quiet area. And I was on like, I think, 25, 30-hour contract. And then our particular store wasn't doing overly great. So they just slashed my hours to like five a week. <laughs> um, 
so I was struggling and I was looking for other jobs, but predominantly where I am is a lot of hospitality work. Um, there are a lot of other jobs in other areas, but predominantly it's hospitality. So, yeah, in Cornwall, yeah, it's, you know, it's South Coast. So all the bad weather is happening and it's a funny time of year. A lot of places aren't taking on staff. And then this virus thing came in. So, you know, restaurants, bars, everything's all kind of closed yeah. down now. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, not working and it is difficult, but you've got to, you know, for people out there who might be listening, who are in the same situation or out of work, you just kind of, you know, just try and channel your energy into being productive. You know, um, like right now, we don't have this downtime, as we said before, and you can put your time and energy into that business you wanted to create, you know, exercise, look at YouTube t- tutorials, you know, the times now to create things that you want to create. Yeah. And that's, kind of, you know, what I'm doing with this. And what you want from life. Like, with all this downtime, you haven't got any pressure on yourself to sort of, like, move higher, if you know what I mean. Because everyone's in the same boat. And yeah. All you can do is improve your personal aspect. So something you want to do in life, you can find what what your passion is. Like my passion is music, and I can concentrate so much on that now. And like you're you're doing yeah. your um, life coaching and stuff like that. So obviously it's bad that you've not got work, but at the same time, it's given you that freedom to concentrate and put your energy into something like this. And like even your podcast, which is a yeah. really good thing because you wouldn't have been able to do that without it. You know what I mean? So it's a blessing and a curse. Obviously, a bit of a curse if you haven't mm. come, which is um, obviously not not the best situation to be in. But you just got to look at what you have got and what you can do to improve yourself. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, Jordan. And I think like. You know, with, with that, it's looking at what you have got and not looking at what you haven't got. And I think, you know, as people, we're so inclined to think that way. We're always looking for the next big thing. Um, we're always seeking the next thing. We, you know, we've got lots of different, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've got lots of different things and... You know, we need to appreciate the things we have got because the people out, you know, the people out there are in far worse situations who would probably appreciate the things you've got much more. But just because of our society is, it's like, yeah. get the new phone, get the new game, yeah, get the new top. Because of all this downtime, the one thing you've got now that no one's had before is all the time in the world like you got all the time yeah. in the world to do whatever you want like well obviously not go travelling or anything like that but you know <laughs> you can do whatever <laughs> you, you want yeah. with your life like I know it's at home but you can do yeah. like I say drive yourself into your passions your art your um, mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. to make videos make videos um, and you can watch videos mm-hmm. on how to improve and you've got all the time in the world to be able to improve because 
there's no we've got mm-hmm. I'd say another three four months of being locked down maybe like or until like relax say so yeah and in that time if you haven't got anything to do you've got everything to do at the same time like like you can yeah. do whatever you like with your life and like mm. my YouTube now is full of music stuff that I'm trying to improve on and mm. I'm driving myself fully into that yeah I will procrastinate and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine season 6 has just come out on Netflix on it so um <laughs> been fully watching that for the time being but I can I watch that while I work as well so yeah um it's just about keeping positive like any little thing and just driving yourself you gotta find that driving yourself I know a lot of people rely on other people to drive mm-hmm. them but it's it's a time now where mm-hmm. people can become independent and there's a lot of independence in this mm-hmm. situation you know for people that live alone um, I know it's hard obviously you're used to going out socialising but now you're home alone I'm home alone at the moment my mum's with her fellow in Mansfield I haven't seen her for the past like week mm-hmm. and it does it does play on your mind a bit because you're like oh what do I do who do I talk to give myself a pep talk in the mirror mm-hmm. I find myself talking to, you know what I mean I find myself talking to myself all the time or in, what did I do yesterday I watched High School Musical all day that's what my life became you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> but I've always no I've always had that musical taste um, you know my ex took me to watch The Greatest Showman and I wasn't really into musicals but I oh, nice. High School Musical back in the day but I wasn't really into these times. I was a bit sceptical, you know, going into the theatre. Theatre? Cinema? Um, theatre. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I came out of it and I was like, wow, this is the best film I've ever seen. Like, and... Yeah. Seeing a story like that as well, I know it's far different to the real life story. Kind of... Pretty mo- <laughs> motivational, motivational, wasn't film, it? But... It's very unfactual, like compared to what the real life thing was. Like finally, Peter Barnum was mm. the best person in the world. But it's good that they took the first like showman who invented the circus and then made it into a positive story. And they also picked up on the yeah. inside, which I really like because. You don't really see films like that. I know you've got, well, you've got your um, 12 Years a Slave. Amazing film. Um, have you seen a film called 42 mm. as well? It's about... No. Um, I do like my films, but I haven't um, seen those 12 films. 12 Years a Slave is about um, a black man who was actually an upstanding person in society but then got taken as a slave. Um, like kidnapped and taken as a slave. And then... Um, what's the other one? 42 is about Jackie Robinson, the first black um, baseball player, professional baseball mm. player. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It deals with all the racism in that. And, like, overcoming it is really, like, a really refreshing story. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty motivational for, like, you know, to hear these stories about, you know, these people who've come through hard times and, you know, they've made 
something of themselves. You know, they've written a book or they've made a film, you know, from their life. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine what it was like, you know, back then, you know, being in their situation. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, like to be, you know, segregation and, you know, all of that, you know, um, you know, hard, hard times. But it's like, I liked Billie Holiday, her music, you know, Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday, she, black, black lady, and she did music, I think, during the 1930s, 40s, don't, don't quote me on that, quite old-fashioned music, and she was, you know, spoke to, like, crap, they threatened her, they basically stopped her from performing, they took, a, took away the one thing she loved, singing, they, they took it away from her, they, they, they told bars and nightclubs that you know don't don't let this woman sing. We'll, we'll find you if you let her sing because she was basically talking about um, what the white you know white people were doing to the black people. Yeah. And um, she one of those one of her songs one of her songs called, called "Strange Fruit" I think it was 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 talking about. The you know, people being the black people being hung by the trees. They were the strange fruit, you know, in the trees. And she, she was ridiculed. And you know, you can look at the whole story on the internet. Well, she, she followed what she loved. She continued singing, um, and she went through a lot. But they kind of broke her down, you know. And but she continued to, you know spread this message of sort of with what she it's believed good. in. It's good that there's someone like that was out there doing that. And there is still people out there doing that. Like, um... I don't think we've evolved that much, to be honest, in some way. Like, you know, like, we have evolved, but racism oh, is yeah, still going on. It was so um... the, you know, Stormzy has come up. Like how... Yeah, and he's done well. Gordon and racist because he's take what is it? He has that black education program, don't he? Um, Mer- yeah, it's the Murky, the Murky Foundation or something like that. And he basically takes two, um, two black children a year and puts them into Cambridge University. And like, oh, obviously yeah. they've got to have the qualifications, what? but he's got that education program in place to make sure they've got them education so they can actually succeed yeah and it's like it's really inspirational to see something like that because you don't get many people like that and it's like um i think and mm-hmm. um, he was the first um, british rapper to headline glastonbury and which was amazing yeah. and then you got people like dave as well like his song dave i i started listening to his, his album his new album he's, he's, very, he's really good clever rapper like yeah. He's very deep, isn't he? He's very deep. His lyrics are very it's philosophical. Some, um, psycho. I thought it was a really like deep song because you don't realize it, but when you listen to the beat in the song, first bit's like normal, and then it goes up tempo, and then it goes down mm. into a lower tempo, like a really low tempo, and like piano. And what it is, he's yeah. Talking about his mental state, so he's saying, "I'm 
normal, then I get really high, then I get really down. Because he's like, mm-hmm. one moment, I'm happy, then I'm sad again. And he's, and it's like his thing about suicide in that song as well. He says, um, if you're thinking about doing it, suicide's not um, doesn't resolve the problem or something like that. It's only moving it. And which I thought was a really yeah. like, deep thing to talk about, especially for someone who's coming up in rap. Um, and then he did the yeah. song Black as well, didn't he? And that was very controversial uh, Brits, on the yeah. was it the Brits. Who do you think, like, it's a really random question, like, between Stormzy and Wiley, who do you think, uh, who, who did you prefer um, when they had that clash? I think Stormzy's music was better. I'd say his digs were better, probably. Um, Wiley's... But his music... Uh, like, Wiley... Hmm. He knows what to do to drum up. His album was coming out. Like, he was just drumming up hype. And he did it. He went out the best person and the best person responded. And then they both gained from it. None of them got any negativity from it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, Wiley got cussed out by everyone, but he knew that was going to come. Like, Wiley knew that this guy's the biggest person in British music at the moment. So to dig at him I'm going to take a lot of flack and he, he's obviously prepared himself for that but I think I think Stormzy did better in the rap in the rap yeah. it's a very different he does drill music doesn't he Stormzy's more like modern grime like it's like drill uh, Wiley why I mean I, I love yeah, grime Wiley. music Wiley um, you know from Nottingham but what Wiley is like old school, original grime, how grime used to be, and how grime, you know, like traditional old school grime. He yeah. he started. I think. Um, and I can understand with grime. Mm. Like Stormzy said in his song, he's like, "Oh, it's grime. Say what you like, then." Because in grime, you can say whatever you like, like say the most random stuff. And you've seen it all the time. Like, you know, when we was going up, grime artists would be on about one one thing in one line and then the next time wouldn't even make sense to the line before. And I think that's what he was getting at. Yeah, and yeah. You, you can hear what he's saying. Like, he's very clear. And with Wiley, you can hear what he's saying, but it's a faster tempo. And... It's a different pace. It's a it's a completely different. Uh, it's, it's like Stormzy. His is more about the music. Like his music. Is yeah. Him. No one, no one can say his music's not popping. Like his music's amazing. Um, I I got followed by Wiley on Twitter because um, he, he I what did I put. I he put he put out a tweet and he said that he owes somebody eight hundred pounds, and I said to him you need to start selling things on eBay, and he put no he put jokes no I don't you do, and I put I put, <laughs> I put yeah but I have been there because I actually yeah. spun things on eBay, and I put oh yeah I put like, hashtag hard times lol. And he, I think, because he, he was being serious, he was like being negative to me, saying, "No, I don't. You do." And I was like being jokey about it. 
and I wasn't like being critical. But um, which I found quite surprised. I don't think he'd replied to be honest. Kind of, I was a bit scared. Um, but he's he's done well. I mean, people are still going to listen to his music. I just think his music. A lot of the a lot of the the audience who listen to Stormzy's music kind of didn't necessarily start listening to Wiley. Yeah, if you know what I mean. It's a different uh, audience now. Last year, Wiley had one of the biggest selling songs of the year. He had Boasty. And Boasty was a bagging tune. I thought it was an amazing song. And he didn't even, like, who did he have? He had Idris Elba in it, Sean Paul. Was it Sean Paul? Mm. Something like that. Don, I think, wasn't it? And then he had his song My One as well, didn't he? And that was mm. like on. And two different like you had mainstream artists on one and then he had like the low artists on another song and both songs banged and so he still knows what to do yeah like he's not got to where he is without any plan so he's yeah yeah i know what to do i just think like rap's becoming storms is like music but then he's also spoken word in a way um if you look at his more deep songs like and I think Dave Dave is a good example of it as well. He's become spoken word. Yeah. Stormzy is in the same category as eight, but... you know, popping music. And I think eight well, obviously higher up. So, but... Yeah. but like it just shows you like you doesn't matter where you come from, you know, we all have to start somewhere. As long as you start and you're putting out the what you're putting the work into it and you put it out there. You know, regardless of you know who you are, where you're from, what your race is, yeah. you know how old you are. Like you think, like Stormzy, you know Wiley. He, you know these guys all started from somewhere. And um, I, I went to see. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's called Oliver Tree. Yeah. I'll send you some of his content. I went to see him in Bristol with my little brother, and my little brother got me into him actually. And he's really good. He's he's American and he he's a rapper. And he does his own music videos, and he's been signed by the same record label as Ed Sheeran. So his his budget for his video videos are on par with like Ed Sheeran and stuff. But he's done really well, and he's he's very different. He wears like nineties clothes. He's got like a bowl cut. He looks you know a bit strange, but. That's kind of what adds to his personality. You know, no one else is doing the yeah. stuff that he's doing. And I think in the music industry, you kind of got to be a little bit different. I mean, I'm not in the music industry, so I don't really know. But from an outsider, you know, I bet it's you know a lot of competition. Yeah. But you've got to kind of follow what you think is right, but try not to copy what someone else is doing yeah, if that makes sense take from people's styles but not fully like there's a lot of different music I listen to so my music when I start releasing it you'll hear like a lot of yeah. inputs and then well a lot of bif- different um, inspirations towards it like there'll be one song where mm. I'll rap or something and then another song where I'll sing and it's mm. like all these yeah, the point would be different right. styles, you know. Like, I don't want to be stuck in one style. I know it's um, a hard thing to do, mm. especially in music, to play with all these different styles. Because um, a lot of people want you to concentrate on one mm. thing. 
like Ed Sheeran was. Yeah. Well, I'd say other than Ed Sheeran, everyone else sticks to one thing first. Ed Sheeran just rapped and sang to me long before he was famous. And yeah, made a good thing of it. But if you look at Stormzy, he was a, a rapper. Never heard him sing. Nowadays, you hear him sing on songs, sing a full song. It's like, mm-hmm. it's adapted. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's adapted really well. Um, but then it's like, keeping to yourself as well. Because I think at first he wasn't quite himself. But now he's his full self. Like, and he's releasing all his emotion yeah. into the songs and making sure he brings out the best stuff possible. I've watched a documentary on him, mm-hmm. and he's like, or an interview, and he's like, I'll be in the studio with the producer. And I was like, oh no, this bit needs a bit of a like, violin, and this bit needs this. So he's like the director of it all. He'll, he'll like add, he'll be um, adding things to it, make yeah, sure it's like 100%. percent to do the producing stuff, but he'll be there with the producer, so he'll be like, right, put that in, put this in. Yeah, I want it to sound like that. And then the producer will do it all. I think producers don't get enough credit. Um, mm. There's obviously producers out there now who put their names on songs. Obviously, David Guetta started that off, didn't he? Um, but mm, mm. it's a good thing. Like, I think, is it H's new song with AJ Tracy? Rain? Um, it's decent. I've not heard that. Um, not, as, not, not the best, like, that they've both done. H has done some great music recently. Mm. Um, Take Heath is the producer, the same guy who produced um, that song for Drake. What's it called? Oh, what's it called? Oh yeah. That's not anyway for Drake. Um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that, that's that's the you know, like you've got to provide value, haven't you? Like you know, the content you make, it's like, I spoke to, I had a guy on a podcast and he said he didn't put content out there unless he knows it's going to provide value to other people. Like, you could, but like, you know, like, do you watch Gary V? No, Gary Vaynerchuk? He's, he's really, really, really good. He's kind of one of my kind of mentors. He, he's uh, into marketing and social media and, um, creating content on social media he kind of you know he he posts so many different clips and so much content but you know you can you can do that or some people they'll create something they'll tweak it they'll make it look good and then they'll release yeah, it i want but with with social to mm. fully make an ep before i release anything Yeah. Do you know my mate Lewis? Do you know my friend Lewis? Lewis, what's his last name? Mr. Dean. I had, I've had, I've had him on yeah, the podcast a few times. Well. Yeah, yeah. He he makes his own music and sings, songwrites. Uh, he can play the piano, uh, play the guitar. You know, really talented. He's really talented. He he makes music and he's 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 um releasing, I think, an EP. Or an album at some point. Um, I have to get, I have to um, get in touch with him, and you know, you never know. You two could always make some music. Yeah, you never know. And that'd be great. And I know 
and it's collaborating, isn't it? You've you got to collab with people and connect with people who are doing the same yeah, thing that you are. Something that's going to help each other, like, and what you release on that track together, you've got to do it so it betters you both. Because <clears throat> I want to mm. release something where I'm really good. Not saying I am, but where I'm like really good, and then the other person on the track, I think, oh, it's not that good, if you know what I mean. Like, I'd, I'd like to have mm. something where both of us have put the same level of greatness into it. Um, so it betters us both, because mm. I wouldn't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah, but the thing is, what I, I think as well with the aspect is that sometimes that's how we grow as people. Sometimes it's good to have people around you who are better than yeah. yourself or be in a scenario where someone's better at the craft than you because that, that motivates you to, to be better and to be better than them. And I, I noticed that in, in CrossFit. Like I remember when I went to CrossFit, I was, it was like circuit training. And there's this woman, and she was like, I think she was 45 in her 40s. And she was like, no, smaller than me. And she was running circles around me. And I was, I was like, damn. I was like, God, I want to I be, be, be better than her. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I like, not be, you know, I want to, like, be at that level. I want to be doing better than her. You know, I'm half her age or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and you know we have a choice. We either go, yeah, I'm gonna let that person motivate me, and I'm gonna be better than them and use it in that way, or you know we can be resentful and be like, oh, that that person, they're so you know X Y Z. But if you're if you're drawing drawing from negativity, you're not. It's like you know the law of attraction. You know about like, the law of attraction, like what you think you attract. So if you've got to accept that person to then, you know, accept and work on that into your mm. It's like if you see someone in a, in a flashy car, if you go, oh, oh that person's a, a, a dick. Look at them in that car. You know, you're, you'll never have that in your life if you're coming from that negative place. Yeah, that's true. Because, um, like, these vibes, rub off on each other as well. Negativity breeds negativity and positivity breeds positivity. And in those situations, yeah. you've got to be positive. You can't be in a situation like that and then think, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. Because if you think that way, then you're mm -hmm. not going to um, be better than that. You've got to think to yourself, even like mm -hmm. you say the person's running circles around you, um, just talking to the person, like, can really open your mind because they can give you tips and taking advice from other people. Oh yeah, the main way you will ever improve yourself. Um, obviously, there's a lot of individual. Yeah. Um, what is it? It's a lot of individual opinions that you have about yourself, and yeah, sometimes you got to back mm -hmm. away from the individual thoughts and think of what other people think. So. Like, you can do something. Yeah. I could release a song, and then someone could say to me, right, you need to do this to become better. And I could look at that and go, oh, that person's just trying to mm. rip me off. 
Or I could take it and go, you know what? Yeah. Let me try that. Especially like with having my home studio. Um, I say home studio, it's just my phone. Mm. But um, like being able to do it at home, if someone says to me, oh, I'll do this, it'll be better. I'm like, oh, sick, okay. Let me take that on. I'll try it. If it doesn't sound right to me, then I won't do it. But at least I've given it mm. a go. And then it could potentially make me better at what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I see it. it's it's kind of letting yourself be vulnerable, and you know, like sometimes I'm I'm guilty of it. If sometimes I don't know my members of my family or friends can sometimes like say, "Oh, why don't you do it this way?" And sometimes you know, in the past, I've got defensive because. If I'm doing something a certain way, I want to be doing it my way because I'm independent. You know, I'm quite my own person. But sometimes you have to let other people in, listen to their advice, because you know they might be right. You know, you can just tweak it a little bit, and you know you've got to let people in, haven't you? Because you know it's how you grow, and it's you know I think that's one of the key things to be in a person is listening, isn't it? Listening to other people, letting yeah, other people give you advice. I stopped doing music even though people were saying I was good at it. Um, and that was because I thought I didn't sound natural enough. I was forcing something out. Um, but I could have listened yeah. to other people and kept going. But I decided in myself to really become better. I need to take a break, live my life, and get some experiences that I can mm. draw from. Um, because without experiences in life, you're not going to improve, I don't think. Like, if you become this person, it doesn't let yourself experience certain things because of certain fears or certain restrictions that you think you have, then... Um, you're not going to have that experience to be able to improve on that. Um, yeah. Instead, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just wanted to experience life, have my life the way I wanted it. It's still not the way I want it, but <laughs> I thought now is the time to actually do something because I like to have a lot of positivity and the stuff I like to talk about in music yeah. is going to be like a lot of deep stuff as well. It's not going to be all happy and done. Yeah, there will be songs coming yeah. out where I'll be positive. Um, but I won't be talking about being in the club with girls. That's not one of my things. I hate that in that music nowadays. All they talk about is mm. drugs. Yeah. Cheesy. Yeah, exactly. And I think it dehumanises people. You know, like with rappers nowadays, you hear a lot of, I get girls, I get this. Objectifying. Um, dehumanises it. Because you, uh, yeah. I can't listen. I, obviously, I can listen to like these popping songs. Like some of them are really good, but like my main music I listen to is deep music. Like I listen to a lot of Ed Sheeran, Lewis Capaldi. You know, I like that deeper. Have you ever, have you ever heard of um, an artist called uh, Zach Hemsey? 
I'll send you some of his content. I sent it to one of my friends. He he does really deep music. He he makes music. He's made a lot of scores, music scores for movies. That is just instrumental. But a lot a lot of his music he does these instrumentals and he raps with them as well. But the things he raps about are very it's very, very deep. Very, very deep. I'll I'll send you some of his stuff. Yeah, He's really good. There's a song I recently discovered which is like really old um called little lady um it's by um this rapper and mm. um i think it's on ed sheeran's first collaborations project you know remember that first one and a song called little mm. lady and that's one of the deepest songs i've heard it's about a girl that was forced into prostitution and um yeah and then wow. i think her own uncle t- ends up taking her life and i think it's based on a true story and I thought that was a really good mm. song. And it really like hit home of what people can go through. And I just like that I like that deep stuff. Yeah, there's like, that's why I love listening to Lewis Capaldi because like his songs always seem to be from the heart and you can tell it in his voice. Like the and it's mm. I, I like mm. him as well because he's you know on his social medias, like his Instagram, his videos. Yeah, he doesn't take himself serious, does he? You know when he wasn't take himself serious when he was like Thanks a lot, bye. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He did the first one anyway. So okay. See you in a bit. <laughs> and I just walked off. And then he did the second one. He's like, oh, yeah. this song's not yeah. actually about the girl on Love Island who you can see most nights. It's actually about my dead grandma. So I want to thank my mum and dad for making love. And I want to thank my grandma for dying, I guess. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Come on, Lewis. <laughs> like, you can get away with it because he has that kind of profile and personality. Whereas if anyone else did that, they'd be in the papers and everything else. But you have to be careful, don't you? Is in in the spotlight, you have to be careful what you say. I think you know you have to be, yeah, to be careful. One, mm, what you say in general, don't you? As well, not many people would know. Um, it was in a pub in Scotland, and my mum's friend was out there. And basically, what he did, he came in with his mates, and he brought everyone's drinks for the night. And and he was basically like, just don't post oh, on wow. social media, don't tell anyone I'm here. You don't want any press. But like, he, to do that, obviously, he brought everyone's drinks to the night, which I thought was really nice. Because not everyone would do that. Yeah. Oh, no. And, no, like, exactly. And in a pub in, like, you know, Scotland, you're just away with the family. And then Lewis Capaldi walks in and buys you drinks. You were like, wow. <laughs> like, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have 10 Jager bombs, mate. Right, I'm making serious. the most of this. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really nice. The, um... No, that's nice. And it's about, you know, you want to be seen as a nice person, you want to be a nice person, and, you know, you want to help yeah. your fans out. And, you know, it can't be easy being in the limelight, especially... You know, you, you you go out somewhere like that. You just want to have yeah, a, a chilled one. But I mean, I've 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 seen Gordon Ramsay when I went to a, a restaurant down here with my dad because he's got he's got a few houses down in this area. And um, my dad's a chef. He's in been in the trade for quite a while. My dad's like, oh my god, he's like, it's Gordon Ramsay. It's Gordon Ramsay. My dad's jumping about. I'm like, look, just just leave him. He's with his wife. Yeah with his daughter or whatever just he just wants 
chilled out meal in the corner of the restaurant, just leaving. And my dad was adamant on getting his autograph. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I don't want a scene to unfold where Gordon Ramsay tells my dad to like yeah, do one. I don't think Gordon Ramsay is that kind of person anyway. I think he's that hard guy on the outside. No, but... Yeah, but I just like that. Just respect, you know, respect him, you know, just respect his, yeah, his space. Yeah, a lot of celebrities, like, say, Cause... they're in a restaurant and then people come up and try and get pictures and they're like, well, I mean, or someone will film them come across the restaurant. And... Like, would you want it? Would you want it if you was, you know, in the limelight and you just wanted a chilled meal with your family somewhere and yeah, someone's like, mate, can I have your autograph? Intruded. But it depends what personality you got, really. Um, myself, personally, I don't think I'd mind it. Yeah. I think I'd accept it. Um, you know, because you know you're this person. Like, he knows he's yeah. Ramsey. He knows a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, it's him. Let's talk to him. Yeah, I'd, I'd do about 10 autographs and then after a while I'd be like, mate, my, my, <laughs> my main course is getting cold and you just like leave yeah, me. Yeah, as long as I do it between courses, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that course yeah. comes down, I'm like, alright. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid. But like, have you, have you heard of uh, Immortal Technique? Technique. No, he's. I'll send you some of his music. He's yeah, really good. I need to listen to loads of different music. But, but like you know, like with music and people, I I think um, underrated the people who are underrated artists. A lot of underrated artists out there that are absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, especially those who are creating content on YouTube and become famous through YouTube. Um, yeah. Is it Tasha Sultana? You heard him. She she started out on YouTube in a bedroom yeah, or in a living room. Yeah, yeah. You know this. Is, like I said, with this. Yeah. But you know, like like I said, we were talking about earlier. You know, we've got time now, space now, to create the things that we want to create you know create that music you want to create create that song um create that podcast create that youtube channel build that dream business that you know you want to create you know you've got the time now because in six seven months or four months time this blows over you'll be back at you know back at work and you want to have that time that you have now and you know you want to reflect on this looking at the positive things you've done you know the productivity that you um, created for yourself and, you know, especially if you can help yeah, others in this time as well. Yeah, you know, you need. Um, these months that you've had and then think, why didn't I do this during that time? I could have done this during that time. I could have helped people. I could have done my music. I could have done my podcast, my video. I could have written a script. Um, anything. Like my mates, um, I was meant to be acting in my mates' mm. uh, short film for university. Obviously, that's been cut off, and yeah, that's the whole concept on indie music and rap music. So he wants me to do some rap music to it, and there's an indie band, and like merging them two yeah. together, um, which I thought was a really good idea. And 
it's just a shame yeah. because um, of this happening. We can't film it at the moment, but at the same time, he can write scripts because he wants to be a difficult. director. So he can actually do a lot of writing because he wants to be a screenwriter as well. Um, so he can actually reflect mm. and do a lot of writing now. And he said he's reading a lot of books. And yeah. I think books are an amazing thing, especially for your vocabulary. Like, oh, yeah. If, yeah, if you read books, you pick up so many words and you just instantly know the meaning of the word because it's in the, the way it's put. So it gives you that for your vocabulary. Yeah. Like it's so many, big, so many big words that I use nowadays. And people are like, all right, Jordan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you like mar- marsupials yeah. or like excuse me yeah, but it's all I think we're going to look back at this time a lot of us in a few months and like better ourselves from it think well I've had all that time to not do anything or yeah I've I've had all that time where I've not had human contact mm. like you may have your family but you don't have the new situations or you go out into town mm. you drink I meet a lot of new people sometimes and like it's a good thing but mm. at the same time it's not because all I'm doing the only way I'm getting to know people is through drinking and it's like a mm. addiction, I guess. Like, because I'll go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go to town. And then, so we'll go, oh, you come to town, but I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't get away from it. Couldn't stop mm-hmm. myself from it. So now I'm actually stuck indoors. I'm looking at life a whole different way. And I'm looking at things that I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And thinking, well, I've got the time. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's not you know I I completely agree, mate, and I think it it makes you very grateful for your current situation. Um, it makes you reflect. It makes you think. And I think you know a lot of people we we don't know ourselves. We don't really spend time by ourselves. We don't. We're so caught up in society and the norms of society and what's going on around us and you know working and watching tv or socializing you know which which are all great things but um when we're so busy our attention is not on ourselves whereas now our attention is on ourselves and you know like we can only grow from this i think you know get to know yourself get to know who you are, uh, you know, the way you think, what you feel, what makes you happy, what drives you, because, you know, we, we've got all the answers we need within us. You know, we, we, we live in a society, in a world where we're seeking things outside yeah, exactly. from ourselves. Whereas, you know, it isn't the answer. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, now we can think we can you know do something with our time you know nothing wrong watching tv netflix you know we all do that but don't spend six hours yeah, doing it point, 
because because like what you said yeah sorry um, yeah fine, because you're just procrastinating um and it's very easy to fall into that hole um because it's just there it's easily accessible um it's easy to not have the effort to do anything um but you feel so much better when you put the effort into something because oh yeah it's endorphins once you've completed something you have that massive mm. rush of endorphins and think wow i've actually done it to myself like you don't and you don't do it for anyone else mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, um, a lot of people can take stuff like that and think, yeah, you know what, I should do something for myself and um, make my life better. Like, does mm. I think is that? Oh, no, no, you, you, you're just talking. It's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But I know you're saying like you know you get a release of endorphins it makes you feel good when you do so that's yeah. you know productive and it's very good to like have that because um, it's, it's been a long time now where I haven't had that like yeah I write songs I've got about 50 songs that I've started writing on my phone um, recently and that's all from thinking um, that's all from I've been singing at work and then someone's gone oh you can actually sing and then from then I was like why am I not doing music because I've obviously got a passion for it mm. all I do is sing all I do is rap in the house you know what I mean so why not put that mm-hmm. to good use instead of like not putting it to good use, you know what I mean? Like instead of wasting talent away, because there's a lot of people with hidden talents that mm. you'll never see because they're not confident enough to release that um, side of them. Mm. And with that as well, like you, by creating that music and putting it out there, people will be able to relate to it. And there might be people out there in a similar situation who think that they can't sing and they hear your music and it inspires them and music's a powerful thing um i could listen to my stuff and think he's terrible (laughs) and then go i can do that (laughs) yeah this it's like you know any anybody who does something there's always going to be that person who might like who might not like it but you know, that's that's their opinion. Everyone's got their own opinion, but you can't make their opinion um, a real, reality yeah, for you, yourself. Like, there might be people who might not like this podcast. You know, there might not be people who like some of the things that you sing about or the things that I put out there, but, you know, there's always going to be that person out there like that. You know, you've, you can't focus on it. You've just got to focus on the things you enjoy doing like you know what in 50 years time do you want to look back on your life and be like oh no you know i should have done that you know i I, I care too much about how other people thought about me and you know the the negativity with it you know you you, you can't try it you know you know you sometimes we have to fail you know we, we all have to start from somewhere 
but it's how you learn, isn't it? It's kind of how life works. You have to kind of go through that. Yeah, you have to. You have to love the process. Like not back or not down. It's about how you get up and how fast you get up. But yeah. Hopefully... Yeah, exactly. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Marciano <laughs> was his name. The uh, actual boxer. Look at that. But yeah, look at that. There's a lot of inspirational things out there you can see. Um, there's a lot of people who've been mm. back so far in their life and have become successful. Look at these people who drop out of high school and university mm. and become millionaires. Bill Gates. Mm. Yeah. He's he's an amazing guy. He actually he actually predicted this. We didn't predict it, but he. He warned us about this pandemic happening four years ago. I saw a YouTube video he did where he's uh, doing a TED Talks and he he was talking about Ebola and he was talking about how viruses work and how they spread and where the money from the government is going and where the money needs to go and what's happening. And he said, you know, you you put it out there and look at, you know, look what happened, what's happened. Um. But with, I mean, this this recording goes on for two hours. We've got six minutes, about five and a half minutes left. Like, what what would you say? Um, how can people help their physical, mental, and emotional right health? Now, would you say right now? Um, would you say yeah? In contact with people is a big thing. Um, don't let yourself um, get lost in loneliness. If you know what I mean. Um, like, it's very easy for you now to go into a hole and never come back out. Um, so just make sure you're connected, FaceTiming, keeping keep in close touch with your friends. Make sure your friends are okay. Because a lot of people out there who aren't okay, but if you checked up on them, then they could, um, they could, that could be the light of their day. Like, it could make them more positive themselves. By making someone else positive, it'll make you feel positive. Because positivity breeds positivity. Um, other things you can do to make you help your mental health now is concentrate on what you love. Um, like like I said, passions drive yourself. Set yourself goals. I know it's hard to set yourself goals in like in the situation we're in, but there's always goals you can have, like targets you can reach. So if you want to. Um, if you want to do something with your life, work towards it. You've got a lot of learning to do over the next few months. And to improve yourself, you can learn a lot by looking at videos, going online, tutorials. And over this next four months, you'll be much better than you were at the beginning of the four months. Um, it's just about pushing yourself towards that. And mm. there's going to be a lot of people with mental mm. health issues who find it difficult to get through this which I can understand and it's a very hard mm. situation especially um, just being stuck indoors it's, it's sad for all of us but mm-hmm. we've just got to I say stick together like I say keep in contact with people and they'll be the ones to bring you up uh, through all of this and you'll find out who your close friends are as well mm. through all of this <clears throat> and make sure you keep that mm. close but like I say, set goals and 
achieve those targets that you set and just have something to work towards to keep your mind off all of this in the world at the moment and you'll be well on your way I think Mm. Mm. But, mm. No, it's really nice um, pretty much like you know same same lines of what you said as well as uh, you know keep yourself keep yourself busy try and keep yourself active um, if you know if you're in a position where you can do that um, you know press ups get out of bed you know if you never exercise before, you know, try five, you know, try five and build it, build it up over time, you know, exercise, uh, meditation, listen to hypnosis videos on YouTube, meditate, read, write. And, you know, to have a, gra- like I started doing like, um, like a gratitude journal. My, my girlfriend's been doing it. She's kind of pushed me to, you know, kind of motivated me to do it is, you know, have a list, make a list of, you know, probably start with 20 things or the things that you're grateful for in your life. Um, you know, make a list, plan things in your day. You know, in even if you can go out there and can go out for a walk for 10 minutes, you know, with social distancing and all of that. And to, you know, to really try, you know, try new things, try new things, create be creative, you know, push out your comfort zones. Because right now, you know, we are in our comfort zones. We're at home. This is our comfort zone. If you can create something that pushes you out of that, you know, channel that energy into, you know, those areas. And I think, you know, do what scares you. You know, don't don't worry about what other people think. And like you said, you know, connect with people message people who you probably didn't speak to for a couple of years, you know, reconnect with people, build new connections, you know, be there for people. Getting fresh air is the main one. Like, go outdoors. If you're indoors too much, yeah. you're going to get used to the same four walls and start going crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well, This is going to go off in 10 seconds, Jordan. Um but I appreciate you being on, and it's been a pleasure. <laughs> no, been no, no, you're welcome. I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll see you soon, mate. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at thepositivitypodcast.gmail.com All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. 
and all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.